I'm thinking of the of the United States here. Uh, so if they dress like birds and animals, they don't have cloth and steel. Like they must be animals, like the Native American. Yeah, yeah. Was, they, they, yeah. They're, oh, they're too close to the animal world. So let's just put a season on them and wipe them out because that's what we do with animals. Put some barbecue sauce and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Put them let, in the refrigerator on the on the reservations. The and save the man, I think was the slogan. But Jesus. <laughs> so we uh, really are we are absolutely the most barbaric. barbaric. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we look at the lions like they're like they're wild animals. Yeah. And yeah. savage stuff they yeah. do to the deer, you know, to yeah. the zebras. Yeah. And as and we, we expand, it's their problem if they get in the way. Yeah, of course. Gosh. The Jar Podcast, where real people have real conversations. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to The Jar. I hope you're making the most of your today. And again, it's, I'm back here in, in beautiful Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, beautiful little town. If you get a chance to visit Nebraska, it's a great place to visit. I am sitting here in the Airbnb, this kind of nice, beautiful new little house apartment, uh, kind of on the edge, the edge of uh, downtown. And I'm sitting here with Patrick Powers and Patrick and I were just catching up. He's kind of a local, he's a regional local, you know, he's a regional local and we'll get, we'll get a little bit more of that story. I'm sure his story will come out of the jar. Your story will come out of the jar uh, through the process. And it's just kind of a little Saturday afternoon, a little cloudy and now at the end of the day. This has kind of got a nice calm feel. And uh, I just met Patrick. He's got a great energy. And we're gonna we're gonna sit down and walk through the jar and, and see where it takes us. Patrick, why don't you share a little bit about yourself for the audience? Okay. Um I'm Patrick, born 60 miles or raised 60 miles from here, and um born 180 miles from here in a place called Hot Springs, South Dakota, to the Benedictine nuns who ran a hospital there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, went to a little... So my mom's from Pine Ridge, which is a reservation in uh, in South Dakota. So I'm enrolled in the Oglala Lakota tribe. So oh, I'm okay. biracial in some ways, but by citizenship, because there's a semi-sovereignty sorts and then um raised in alliance at a place called saint agnes academy and uh for 12 years or for a lot more maybe but went 12 years school there graduated and um along with my five younger sisters and so they a basketball team against me (laughs) and uh excelled in sports and uh, was it quarterback at all, all state on my, in Nebraska really? during the years when we were number one in the nation. Outstanding. Yeah. I loved anything with that rolls. I say I'm good at like just hand eye. It's a good, good hand eye. With hand eye, you got the gift. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that coordination. Yeah. I can make my hand go where my eye is and as fast almost. <laughs> so, so, um, and then went to UNL, Nebraska. Okay couple of years majoring in psychology and then uh went cup joint decided i was it was a lot about football there 
yes. too much about football. It was it kind of overwhelmed me. And uh, then went on to the seminary in Kentucky and got a degree in philosophy. And then went on to theology in Philadelphia and got that, that training formation studies. And then came back, ordained as a Catholic priest, and then came back to this area to work uh, amongst a number, of, a campus area, and then um, went to Mexico to study the language and culture for for a year anyway, for a little sabbatical, and then uh, came back and took over a parish in the area, a Mexican parish. Okay. Yeah, and you know they're they're kind of somewhat close to the Native American, not quite as when by the time they've gotten to America, they're a little more acculturated and assimilated. More so than the Native American. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it was like meeting uh, um, programmed Americans that were also Indian. So it was like, oh, this is the result of if my people became them, they'd keep their yard they would, clean. They would look like, yeah, they would yeah. look like Mexican people coming to the country. Right. You got some right. of the culture, but yeah. also integration. Right. And heavily Catholicized. So most of them were, uh, you know, Catholic. So, yes. So <laughs> I was the pastor of. The, of a large parish in the area. Not, not just a pat, uh, yeah, a priest. A Catholic priest, yeah. A Catholic priest, yeah. 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 And uh, so did that for 12 years and um, just never did really buy into uh, the whole celibacy thing. I thought, well, I'll just grow into it. But no, never, <laughs> never really grew into it. And then it, it wasn't totally taboo, I think, with my generation and everything being able to leave. Yeah. So at one point uh, saying, no, I've had enough of the, uh, the celibate thing and, and not wanting to get caught in the crosshairs of some shock and scandal type yes. thing. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, wrote to Rome and uh, got excused from, they uh, laicized, they call it, laicized. exempted from uh, celibacy anyway, um, lost the clerical, what they call the clerical state. Um, so got all that done and then went to the, live with the natives for the next 15 years or so up in South Dakota. On the reservation? On the reservation? In Pine Ridge or, or in, in Pine? Rosebud. Two, two Oglala, uh, two Lakota tribes. Lakota tribes, okay. But they were extended families, different chiefs, different background. And uh, there, so I'm, a, you know, in that we have seven sacraments in the Catholic Church. So I thought, well, I'll go, go for my seventh sacrament here. So I got married uh, to, a, to a New Yorker. and um, To a New Yorker? To a New Yorker. After all this? All this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would be the last person I would guess you would marry. Okay. Right. Ethnic, first generation out of Italy. So, and my mom was first generation off the reservation. So there was something about this first generation. Uh, okay. Mom's almost an immigrant in her own country as being a Native American that left the res. Uh, yeah, she would be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Culturally a shock. Yeah, culturally a shock. Um, so uh, got married, lived in the Black Hills for the next 10 years or so. As it, Then in, in the interim, in between all of this, got a degree in psychotherapy, uh, counseling, okay. mental health. Okay. Uh, so that I could start my own office and teach on the reservation addictions and, and mental health. Um and the marriage lasted 10 years, and, and we ended it in Rapid City, South Dakota. Okay. Um, so that, and that's right in the, you know, the nuns that gave me birth at the hospital in Hot Springs, not far from there. Like, I was doing pre prenatal birth trauma 
uh, studies for five years or so. And um, so I asked them one time, I was dining with the nuns and I said, can I have my birth records? You got my birth records. I want to know how drugged my mom was when she gave me birth. <laughs> what kind of altered state I was when I was born into this world. <laughs> it would explain so much. <laughs> <laughs> so they ran downstairs and said, we were about ready to purge these, but I got yours. What? They really? Them from the basement of the, of the monastery and uh, said, here's your birth records on paper. Amazing. Original. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so then, and then got married. Then I, then I um, was at a retirement age. My marriage had ended, seventh sacrament had ended. And so I decided to come back to the area where I was raised, essentially. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's a broad sweep there. Beautiful. Got a degree in culture and spirituality out of uh, Holy Names in Oakland, California, California okay. during that time. Children? No children. No uh, children. I, left, when I, I left, this, uh, my, uh, left the priesthood when I was 50, and ah, she was okay. 50, okay. Okay. 50-ish, yeah. Okay. So, wow. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, from, from a listener perspective, you know, I didn't know Patrick before he came in. We, we had a tight, a tight recruitment schedule and he, we were just sharing how he kind of ding donged with, uh, with our team on Facebook and showed up and popped yeah. up here. And I hadn't had a chance to talk to him before because he's quite busy today. Uh, but wow. I mean, never judge a book by its cover. I, oh. I would never have guessed you were a priest. I mean, yeah. that story has just blown my mind. Oh, good. Yeah. Maybe there's a story there. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> I can't wait to see you at the jar now. Oh, okay. 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 That was a hell of an opening. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad. Well, good. I wasn't, my closest I got to priesthood, I was an altar boy for, if, oh. uh, for four years. Okay. And I went to parochial school. Yes. I was an in altar boy all in the English. Uh, era. Yeah. And I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Before the yeah, Latin had ended mm -hmm. a few years before. Okay. I think maybe mm -hmm. I was a kid. There was still Latin going on, but you know, don't remember. Any yes, of that. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Well, let's, I yeah. can't, I'm excited to see where the jar takes us. Oh, gosh. let's, let's get started. Why don't you pick a question and if okay. you are okay with it, pass it to me. Okay. And I'll read it for the audience. All right. Here we go. And here we go. Okay. I want, wow. Let me see. I'm, I'm still just, I'm that a little one. bit. I'm a little bit shell shocked still. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put my glasses. Holy on. hell! The jar has even given me given me some pause today. Oh, the jar! Gosh, I blame the jar on this yeah. one. Let's do the. Uh, oh, and then uh, it doesn't matter what questions I get. So you don't care. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're ready for anything. Well, you're a theology guy. I mean, you, you should be you should be afraid of any of these. <laughs> these are all like peanuts to I a theologian. Don't speak. Yeah, exactly. Try to keep these answers to a place where most of us can understand. If you, if you would, It'd be appre try to ground them it would, in my yeah, experience. It would be appreciated. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how to really listen and hear someone's story and feel their pain? Mm. Uh, and not let my training get in the way. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the older I get, I find that to be, and the more pain and suffering and uh, the breakdown and failure that I've experienced, um, the more compassionate and em empathic, mm -hmm. mostly compassionate, um, that I get. And I can ask the questions as a psychotherapist now from a thousand different angles. Um, and so... Um, 
someone's story and feel their pain. Yeah, and the way I get grounded in their pain is um, <clears throat> it's very important for me to uh, embody that. So where's it at in the body? Hmm. And so that I can feel it in my body. I'm just an embodied learner. Interesting. So, I mean, does that, is that dangerous for you to, to take on that pain or feel it? Or how do you keep yourself from, yes. from internalizing it? I mean, that feeling I'm, it might be one thing, but how yeah. do you dump it? Right. So that I need to be constantly, chronically uh, doing my own work Okay. on the dump dumping process, Yeah. Uh, going to confession, going to sweat lodges, Native American sweat lodges, going to psychotherapy myself, living the internal life so that I, there's no projection or no um, transference going back and forth so that I can keep compassion versus empathy or codependency. Okay. Well, that's great. I mean, that's great advice for me, actually, because oh. I mean, oh. I'm on this journey and I am hearing some pretty serious traumas and feel people's pain as well. Um, yes. But also I don't, I can't carry it with me. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um purging all the, I'm a purging all the time. Uh, uh, you know, friendships and recreation, keeping a balanced life. Yeah, of course. Got to have the balance. Yeah. yeah. Along with intentful internal work. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Let's keep going. Okay. That's great. Let's okay. Pick another oh one. God. Yeah. Oh. There's no, you know, it's, it's, there's, and there's no, what's my favorite color questions. Oh gosh. There's a thousand <laughs> questions in there. <laughs> Can you tell us about your last love? Oh, my love. <laughs> oh, the love of my life. Oh, my gosh. Um, my last love, besides my dog. I got a dog, Ian. She's wonderful. Yeah, I think that's that, that you could you could go with that, but I'd really like to hear yeah, it. I'd, I'd want to hear the human. Oh, I think yeah. the listener wants to hear the human story. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see. My mom's from the reservation, great aunts, extended family. So I've always been attracted yeah, that, um, to uh, ethnic ladies. And so just uh, fell in love again after, after marriage um, with somebody from born in Mexico, you know, crossed over on the river, uh, had brought over by coyotes, coyotes. Wow. Um, and uh, so in a four-year relationship, <clears throat> knew them for 30 years, though, knew their family, too. And um, always in love, always. And it's one of those things where try as we might and as love as we, in love as we are, realizing um, that it's not a fit and, and um, experiencing uh, that no matter how much I love or will to love, that sometimes it's just not in the cards for a million mystery, mysterious reasons. Mm. And um, what's what was really fulfilling about that was that it was so passionate, so physical, so embodied, so cultural, so Catholic, so many of the things. Yeah, so many, yeah. So many binding things. Right, right. Yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> And uh, however, just uh, I think when it, the rubber hit the road, just uh, it, our, she, she was an empire builder and I'm still a, a native tribal person. And 
I think she was doing everything in her power to to escape that, to get away from the the tribal beginnings. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Uh, and I don't fit in. I found that I just don't fit in empire mentalities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, I tried. I wanted to. I wanted to sell God out a thousand times, or my conscience, or my values. And if I'm trying to do that. I'm slowly growing unhappy and not even knowing that I'm unhappy because I'm trying to make love go, make love work. And then boom, wake up. I, I'm a real, real big believers in believer in withdrawing from society for a while, what, what, what we call retreats, and um, really getting right with my internal journey. Uh, and sometimes in these silent times, in these quiet times filled with solitude, um, I slip into rightness. I, really, if I knew I was going to slip into it, um, I might not have because I wanted to be in this relationship. Yeah, that's... But you knew it was the right place to go. Oh, shit. I mean, you're sorry. Already, yeah, but uh, it's okay. You can say it. You can <laughs> okay. say anything. Okay. We'll just get an. We'll just get an M. <laughs> Big R written across my chest yeah, yeah, for exactly. relief when I, when I slipped into it. Yes. Yeah, and that's what it would almost have taken. Is uh, and it, therefore, it really made it organic and part of my lifestyle to be in that emotion. I call it my emotional and uh, spiritual moral lane. I, I got back in my lane and felt right for the first and time went, in a okay, long time. Yeah, right. And and the big deal is uh, the grinding crux of my life uh, is um, making peace with the Father, and that's that's what it was about um, because of my biological relationship with my father that on the psychological biological level it was always not being my father and it was always about being my mother so i went i joined a profession that we wore dresses and got authority for it you know in other words it, uh it's it, i i t to dramatize those two extremes it's always the store of the virgin and the whore my father being the whore my mother being the virgin and me popping back between those polarities trying, all my life. Trying to balance out and, who are you. Yeah. And until I found the father that I rejected the horror because it was morally not right. Uh, until I found the father and found his dark side, that's when I entered into my emotional and moral lane. Oh. You mean your literal father? Uh, the your father. Sp your spiritual. Spiritually. Yeah. Spiritual father through uh, a technique of prayer engaging the imagination. Okay. So it's the Ignatian method. It's based by on Jesuit spirituality. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's based on data facts of my lived life. Yes. However, integrating and massaging the spirit into those data facts. And in that massage comes the redemption. So it's very organic. Wow. To, to my life yes, as a right. human being. Yeah. yeah. Because I could live a life as an angel, which, which you do as a newly ordained and all those first, you know, you live a, um, I was living out of my mother's energy, the, the virgin. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that was the, that's, the, it's the eternal and reconcile. It's the eternal search for the father and, and all the reckon. It's the cornerstone rejected in my life, which has become, it's the, it's the, has become the capstone. I, I, it has now become the capstone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because there's the most energy coming out of the most suppressed piece of my life. And I become the father in the prodigal son story. And my dad becomes the son. Because he, he's come along in the spirit world. So, and I'm real comfortable 
talking this way because I know the tribal ways of talking and I know tribal ways of thinking. And with, I know, yeah, the way they articulate. Right. It, it, versus the scientific objectification of the spirits and all this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not into the science part. I, I'll, yeah. go, I'll go with the native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indigenous that, it, side. Yeah. Way more in touch. Uh-huh. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. Let's find another one. Uh, yeah. Keep reaching. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is great because the last, you know, the last guest would, would grab four or five questions and kind of ponder them to find one that really resonated and, and then, and then go. Yeah. It was, and it was great. Right. And, and then Patrick gets here and realizes, oh, I'm, I'm just going to hand the question over. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, lo <laughs> I love my guests. Is everybody so unique? Oh, this is interesting. Uh, what exactly is compassion? Oh, wow. Because we just, you just, yeah. we use compassion yeah. just quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. follow up. Yeah. So compassion, I just, I, I, I love linguistics. I love language. I love words. So I just break it down, cum, with, I, I, and in passio, path, pathy, feeling with, feeling with a person. I, I feel with them. I parallel them, but I don't cross over. It, the empathy, I don't burn myself out with too much empathy. I stay, stick to my compassionate lane. That's a, and as long as I'm doing my work, I can. If I, if I don't do my inner work, I slip over into empathy, and then I'm living inside their skin, and that's what will bring me down. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that comes natural. The explanation comes in a schooled way, but. Yeah. Uh, but sounds very logical to me. I mean, very yeah. easy to understand. The way you explained it, very easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, and so compassion means feeling with, not feeling in. Um, you don't, you, you stick to your boundaries and you. You hold their heart with feeling hmm. without it putting it inside you. Yeah, yeah. You can hold it and, and, mm -hmm. and make them feel that you've, you're. Hopefully. Yeah. And when I'm at my best, when I'm at my most compassionate place with myself, gentle, tender, uh, then I can extend the, the most compassion. Hmm. Let's keep going. Okay. All right. Share your last sunset memory. <laughs> well, I I have nine acres out here at the base of the bluff. Have you seen the bluff out here uh, south of town? Yeah. Um, so uh, is, so it's the they call it the elephant during the Mormon Trail, Oregon Trail days. Uh, um, so it's huge. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, it's a just monument. out of nowhere. Yeah, it just popped up. Yeah. So I'm I own the river that's flowing around that, and then um, my proper I have nine acres right there. So I get beautiful sunsets. Uh, the orange bouncing off of on the on the western okay. side, bouncing oh, off that yeah. bluff. Oh, you're on that. You're on that other side. I'm, I'm at. The, I'm on the north side of the bluff. Oh, you're on the north so side. Okay, you got both sides. Right, right. And sun, sunrises are, it, but they seem to always be tinged in a different color. It, it's almost like a TV, a film, a film light of sorts. Yeah. On. Uh, on that western side, which would be the yes, side. yeah, yeah, because the and, color of the rocks, right? Because of the stones turn orange, really yeah. a, a more better a clay orange or something. Is it it clay is, or is it's clay based it's, on that side of the river. It's sand based over here, so this is all sand. This is river. 
form a riverland. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's like yeah, a wash. We're, we're rising. We're, we're in a wash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, for for those of you who don't know this part of the country where Patrick's talking about, it's quite flat. I mean, this is big farmland country, big mm-hmm. you know, big prairie. Yeah. And just here on the edge of town is a, a river kind of comes through here. Mm-hmm. And, North Platte. Yeah, the River Platte. North Platte. North Platte mm-hmm. River. Um, and there's this huge bluff. It's just a giant mm-hmm. mountain, mm-hmm. like a, a flat top mountain that's mm-hmm. popped up out of the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. just like it looks very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where it is, mm-hmm. and so you've got a you've got your property just on the north side of that. It must be beautiful. Yeah, it, it is. Be it's very quiet and filled with solitude. Yeah, and also it's not built over there. Is quite uh, undeveloped. Undeveloped. Yeah. yeah, it's very undeveloped over there. Yeah, well, let's yeah. keep going. Okay. Ah, oh, I almost drove up that road today. I was down that way. Uh-huh. Uh, I was in what's the other town just south of Gearing. Here? Gearing, yeah, I was in Gearing for breakfast, mm-hmm. okay. and I was coming back, and there's one road that goes straight towards the bluff. Yep, yeah, it because the bluff's actually in Gearing, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and I looked down there, and I was like, oh, I should just go drive up to the bluff. Yeah, I'll walk up. It's 1.7 miles to walk up. It needs to the top. Yeah, yeah. Oh heck! So it's a nice walk. Oh, I'm going to do that. Traverse like this. Oh yeah, so you can do that. Okay. No. Yeah. Oh. Have you faced evil before? Evil in man. Oh, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I, I have, oh, what do they call Reframed that word evil because yeah, it's, it's, it's so loaded. Yeah, it's interpretation. You can share, yeah. share any, any angle on that question. Right. I, when I experience e- deep, when I experience evil, I experience deep woundedness and hurt. Mm. So I reframe it into woundedness and hurt that where there's so-called evil, where there's so-called sin, I look at the hurt and the woundedness behind that, under it, that drives it. And it comes out as, we'll just say, twisted and perverted behaviors at times. And yet I don't, where I, when I'm at my best self, um, I can experience, uh, that's my interpretation with that, so that I don't have the judgments that come along oh, with yeah, evil and yeah, sin. Evil, yeah. yeah, it's something to be uh, prayed for, something to be worked with in my office, or, or or just something to be avoided if I'm not that strong at that point, that that level of woundedness, that level of hurt. Yeah, we just, I just was talking with Angela, my last okay. guest, and we talked a bit about people and, and this situation that you know, typically people doing these things are victims themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That would fit. They have a, a wound or an injury like you've described it. Yeah. 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 And so the, the, the more bitter they are, the more um, intently, intently want to harm others. Yes. They're coming from that place in, in, in their experience. Yes. Yeah, and so this free will thing, you know, people flaunt that you are your choices and all this kind of. Yes, yeah. I kind of, my dad, I just call that sometimes, oftentimes that's happy horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, now you were laughing at me because I was saying some funny big city stuff, right? Oh. I was using some international words. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Patrick was teasing me earlier when he when he said, you know, you brought all this kind of, you know, fancy, uh, you know, foreigner yeah, yeah, foreigner yeah. stuff in here yeah. to the small town. And yeah. now I can say happy horse shit. Right. Happy horse shit. <laughs> um, just because I, I just believe coming out of the womb from my uh, in utero work and uh, prenatal trauma stuff um, that we come into the world so b- all, all, 
already traumatized, already beat up, depending on the nature of our parents' relationship wow. and all this. We come out. So, so it's to say that there was a willful sin and evil in that baby, that's where the happy horse shit comes in. I, I totally understand. It makes uh-huh. complete sense. Yeah. yeah. So if you come out dr- a drug addicted, oh, you chose addiction, did you? You know, somebody can what what uh, glibly say that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's this direct analogy, right? Which is it's your own choice. Right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, before you're even born, you you're in some way you've already been imprinted. Right. Right. By by the world's hurts, and oftentimes you know they say evil is probably probably more systemic than it is personal. It's probably built into our structures. Um, and so it's the air we breathe versus the choices we make. It it's, comes off as a value. I, I see. It's like capitalism would be that. Anytime you add an ism onto it, an extreme. Uh, well, we're doing a good thing. I mean, making money and becoming successful is a good thing. How could we? Yeah. I get uh, unless it's built into this, the extreme is almost like built into the system though it, it feeds us it's fascinating let's keep going okay oops that's so beautiful oh what does karma mean to you karma in the simplest of terms means consequences to me Okay. It's just one word and it's karma. It's, uh, it's stuff we send out or stuff, you know, unconscious and consciously. And it's what returns to us based on, based on what we're sending out. So, uh, if karma, if something comes and you're always baffled, like my inability to make a relationship go with a, with feminine species, beautiful people, (laughs) uh, with my mother, um, Karma is just I'm sending out messages that I don't know that's returning me to the single life all the time. And if you almost to the priestly life, it's like, so is there a life here that I'm not surrendering to? Or is this I, it introduces a new mystery into my life of, of the alone, solitary life? Uh, and what am I sending out that's maybe landing me in my pot of gold? that I refuse to recognize. It's almost like a good friend of mine says, and you can edit this out. You, you'd piss on a wet dream. <laughs> and yeah. yet, is it my, con- it's something that, uh, is there a innate blindness in me that doesn't see the gold? Because it's, it's, it's what's returning to me, it uh, seems like. Yeah, it's a fascinating, it's like a, I don't know, a conundrum or something or? or- it's a, I, I, go, I always go to that default word mystery. Mystery, yeah, yeah. I, it's a mystery because you you do raise a or is it or is it telling you to change your behavior or your thinking, right? So right. It's either you are right. landing in the place right. you're supposed to be, right, or you're repeating right. a mistake, yes, and you're not right, you're not, you're not listening, right. right. So it's probably a little of both, and, and then um, because you can beat yourself, I can beat myself up with the one question: with what am I not doing right? You know that that's. I can flagellate myself with that. Yeah, or what am I? What am I missing in the in the yes. messaging? Yeah, and, or is this life returning to me, giving me a gift? And or it's I, an and or thing. I kind of believe it's a gift always in the end because you're being pointed ultimately in the mm-hmm. right direction. Yeah, and it's whether yeah. or not you were open to see the signs. Right, 
So just stretch for the grateful moment, stretch for the gratitudes. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard a thing there on this subject uh, one time that I really don't live, uh, but I like. But, but. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like every, every willed, every willed self-improvement program is a subtle form of violence. <laughs> Because it's telling yourself, it's sending yourself the message. I'm not, I'm not good, good enough. enough. And yeah. Absolutely. I'm on a self-improvement program. Right. Because so yeah. su- yeah. I suck. This Lent, I will go right <laughs> to heaven and have the beatific vision in 40 days. <laughs> oh, let's keep going. Okay. Oh, fast. I, I'm still just trying to, I'm just still trying to get over the fact that you were a priest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've interviewed a pastor. Oh, okay. my first my first guest was a pastor. Yeah, all my dreams are of the priesthood. I mean, we'll say eighty percent of them are. And so, if dreams tell you what the unconscious is telling you, then I don't like those dreams so much. <laughs> is it as is it standing on the altar and 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 sharing the message of the week, or is it yeah. is it doing the Eucharist part? Or it's is always it- preparing. It's always like, okay, I'm expected to say the homily. What do you want me to say? Sometimes I'm marginalized by the other priests. Sometimes I'm sneaking in the back uh, through the vestibule. Bill, it's always, it, there's always a, a curveball in there. Yeah. I, that is one of my, as an altar boy, one of my memories um, is being in that vestibule in the back with the priest area, right? Where mm-hmm. the Eucharist is kept mm-hmm. and, and the clothes, all the garments, the, the garments. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the vestibule. The vestibule, yeah. yeah. So just being there and preparing everything for the priest and then the priest the coming. The elves and the yeah. chasubles, yes. you remember that word? Yeah, and, yeah opening the safe and preparing everything. Oh. And, you know, mm-hmm. and just, and then meeting the, then greeting the priest when he comes, oh, you know, because we'd be there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just a little kid. Yeah, and we're holding, you know, doing all this holy yeah. stuff. Really, yeah, it's like sure. it's not holy yet because the priest hasn't said oh, any prayers. Oh gosh, right? yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. out of a, it's out of the laundry bag, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's it's true. and it's nothing until when the priest prays over it yeah. and touches it. Yeah, there you go. And then it's yeah. then it's you know then it's the magical garments, right? Oh, it's it's the, yeah. So I have just the memories of the um, the the honor or the right the oh, privilege of oh, being gosh. part of that, you know, huh. and just being a kid and and yeah. being there and. That's oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. We great were little memories. Catholic school renegades. And so we'd sneak down to the sanctuary, uh, the vestibule and steal those little wafers and, you know, eat them during eighth grade I, class. I have a few stories around <laughs> oh, that. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, okay. We'll tell some stories. <laughs> I can tell you the altar boy stories. You oh, can, you know, let yeah, yeah, share yeah. here we go. Do you share your worldview with others openly? I, uh, I, sh- I share my worldview. I like what 12-step spirituality says about this. It's attraction, by, uh, it's um, promotion by attraction. In other words, uh, we, the 12-step folks will say they, prom- they, they, they promote the message by the people who come to them by attraction. In other words, versus a direct promotion. Okay. And so if... So the question was yeah, the uh, worldview, sharing your worldview. worldview with open. Yeah. If, if somebody sees attractive in what I have to offer, uh, I let them take the first, the first step. And I guess there would be an exception unless I saw a need and an openness because in counseling, sometimes a, a, a woundedness that might 
I always put it in terms of me, though. You know, uh, it, it, so it's sharing the my own viewpoint as an option amongst no, lots okay. of viewpoints. A many tool, like a tool, is probably yeah. one of the tools in yeah. the kit bag. However, it humanizes me to them at least when, when I share it like that. Yes. Yeah, because you're becoming vul- also you're like a bit a bit vulnerable. I'm wanting. That's what I'm wanting to do. I'm in this with you. Yeah. Uh, not in you, with you. Compassion yeah, yeah, piece. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. That's great. If it's going to make a difference, can charity be small? Oh, maybe the best charity is done small. Um, there's the less ego involved. Uh, so uh, the anonymous charity. Um, wow. Anonymous charity, right? Yeah. The Lone Ranger type. That's... Who was that mass man? <clears throat> I will silver. That is a beautiful image, right? I like it. I based some of my life on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's le- the less ego. Uh, and, you know, even Jesus says, don't tell anyone who did this. Um, in, in one of the healings of the blind. Unlike some of our richest people on the planet declaring exactly where they're going to send their millions. <clears throat> oh, and just waiting for the adulation. Yeah, yeah. I got blown out of the water the other day. Um, I found someone on, I'm not far from that highway, and somebody, uh, I was picking dandelions or something. <laughs> As you do. In respect to dandelions. And, <laughs> and uh, I heard a thump, crash, boom. And I oh. look out on the highway, and this guy's cycle is uh, under these, uh, under these, off the highway and he's laying in the middle of it oh goodness so i'm shaking like crazy yeah and i do i don't so i speak into the phone call police yeah and this phone did it for me thank god and uh so as i'm walking towards the body out there it's it's lifeless initially and i don't i just don't want to do this and um and i'm and uh so he starts to groan though uh, as i approach the highway and uh as I get closer, I said, I've called the ambulance. And then involuntarily, he starts to crawl with his le- foot pointing the other direction and his teeth hanging out and profusely bleeding from the... So he crawls to the corner and I just wait. You know, they're on their way. I said, they're on their yeah, way, just, you know, blah, blah. Just, yeah, went, wanting this moment to pass. And oh. um, so I got, I got, I deep processed with a couple of my friends because I know I started crying right after that, you know, and oh, that's um, traumatic to see that kind of injury. Yeah. 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 And I just felt so alone. That was the loneliness of it. He was, of the alone. it wasn't a car accident. It was a motorcycle. Just, just a single motorcycle. And the highway was empty at that time when it happened. So oh, we, us two were the only two out there. However, yes. So that happened. And I thought, good. The cops took down my name, you know, and uh, so yesterday I was called to the lobby at my work, and this this happened last Sunday, Mother's Day, um, the accident did. Uh, yesterday I was called to, and it was a, a a lady there that was just effusive with gratitude, wanting to hug me and giving me a thank you card from the family with a with a, a gift inside it. Um, from the boy, from the boy's yeah, family. Yeah, you, you carried my son to the ditch. I mean, it has, it has kind of grown up my heroism. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stand in the way of that. <laughs> it was, but, uh, 
it just really, really touched me. This late, it's kind of like a wave hitting you later. It, it, this late wave of gratitude. Oh, somebody did notice kind of thing. And that again, melted my heart. And they found me. Yeah. I mean, they made the, they yeah. found me. How'd they, you know, do that? Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't, instead of going to my house where I lived and, you know, I, I came out yeah. from my house, they found me at my workplace. Fascinating. Yeah. And the family must've been, the kid, the kid must've just thought this guy was my angel. I mean, literally you were at the well, right place at yeah. the right time. You wonder, because that's a way, that's a perspective. Um, For sure. I mean, if you're laying on the ground with your foot smashed, your face smashed, yeah. and somebody says, I've called the, you'd be like, I thought I was alone. They're on their way. Yeah. They're on their way. Just relax. They're on their way. Because he was like struggling against the pain. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And so, um, but his, they tell me, this is a small town, you know, you, you report a story and boom. And uh, <laughs> so now they're telling, the, the community is telling me, which is my friends, you know, his they know him and his he can't talk because his, his jaws, jaws wired, wired shut. All wired shut and everything. Young guy or uh, I would guess to be thirty five ish something okay, like young, that. Young yeah. man. Mm -hmm. But his mother's just unadulterated gratitude was just really touching. It'll warm your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. Mr. Angel. <laughs> In that moment. In that moment, especially for him looking up through a bloody face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I'm sure he thought he was alone on the highway. I just, yeah. I just. No one's coming. Yeah. I just went blank. Where do the things that we cannot forgive reside? In oh. our soul, our consciousness, our hearts, or or the X, things, y, or the X things, Y Z. Where do they ride? Uh, uh, yeah, reside. reside. Yeah, the things you can't forgive. I mean, if there if there's a hurt you we carry. Right. I know. Yeah, I I would say, oh gosh, it's uh, so. Let's just say heart, okay. um, and it's um, until where do the things we cannot forgive? We can't forgive them because uh, we can't get. And when I say that that hurt, mm -hmm. um, uh, and sometimes that because and the heart. The hurt is buried beneath anger, especially oftentimes. And, but the hurt is buried there oftentimes. But um, it's because our world hasn't gotten any bigger than the hurt. And so it takes time. It's process. Uh, don't forgive too soon. Is, don't just do it because it's your religious ideology. You need to honor your hurt and be with that, live with it, befriend it, and gradually build a bigger world than that hurt. And then you'll be able to put it behind you uh, because your world has grown bigger and the bigger world will envelop the hurt as gift. Wow. So I'm going to take me a minute to process that because that's pretty, I mean, that's profound uh, it, for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the most liberating pieces that I've read is don't forgive too soon because we were ideological ideologized yeah, into for, forgiving. Yeah, right. And just forgive. Yeah. And forgive without, and forget. And, yeah. Jesus and, said, forgive 70 times seven. Yeah. Yeah. We did a great disrespect to our own hurt and process because and, uh, self, self love and self care was somewhat looked down upon. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not taking Selfish. care of your recognizing your own pain or the process you need to go through. Yeah. But I, the concept of growing your world bigger that really resonates because I think people do get stuck 
and then they revolve the world becomes that hurt and they're revolving around that as opposed to expanding the world and what you said the hurt becomes absorbed and appreciated in, in it's almost like the russian doll you know yeah. it just, it's it's what whatever that is, you know what the name for that nesting the nesting yeah right? yeah 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 and it becomes it becomes your greatest friend and that's called you know in traditional religion redemption or salvation i mean sal- salve coming from sav it's it's being healed sav oh salvation sal- like, is from sav okay. yeah the Latin is that the Latin salve or? salve Regina yeah 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 uh, so um, it's it's becoming but it, it it's becoming the sand in the you know in the yeah, yeah. in the clam yeah good and bad yeah yeah may, may, an oyster may come from it yeah pearl pearl could I mean, come a pearl, from sorry that. a pearl yeah, yeah uh-huh. a pearl may come from the oyster yeah let's keep going okay that's wow. I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to be laying down tonight thinking about that concept. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll happen organically. You, A, a person involved in the journey yeah. will make their world bigger. Yeah. Close to the last one. Mm. Um, so you can pass if you think we've oh. covered it. Do you think people can see the cost, or the heaviness, or the pat of the past, the yesterdays they carry around? It's a little bit different than the hurt. And you, it's, it's only a self. It's more of a self thing. Okay, go ahead. So do you think people can see the cost, the heaviness of the past or the yesterdays that they carry around? And they can't if they remain blind and they remain blind if they remain unloved. Um, in my experience anyway. Um, so our, our, our vision becomes, our, we, we get our sight back through an act of love. And, um, so if a person is involved in the journey again, and the journey of, of love, call it that, of uh, following love, um, and that's incarnated in everyday human beings, you know, made flesh. Um, the, the, do you think people can see the cost, the heaviness of the past, the yesterdays they carry around? So I can't speak for all people, but people on the journey uh, will we'll see that. And, mm-hmm. a, and of course, just from the aging process, when mm-hmm. will come a time of re- deep repent, of real repentance, yeah. of deep sorrow and compassion for the victims that lay behind me in my life? Um, it, it, because I want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless that happens, I cannot get onto my can't, next can't, relationship. Yeah, cannot even. move forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I can do that when I feel secure in love and safe. Safety and security move me to my next, next benchmark on the journey. Otherwise, I don't, if I don't feel safe, then I won't move. Uh, yeah. And I can't look back and, and you know. No, I won't. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, and if yeah, I look back, it'll be too, with blind it's eyes. Too, well, it's too, oh, yeah, it's too scary to look back. Yeah, and, and if I'll I'd, take it personal. You know, all this kind of stuff. Um, Powerful. Let's see. Uh, the cost of the heavens, the yesterdays they carry yeah. around. I tell my clients that Charlie Brown story, that's, that's what penetrates the defenses right away, uh, and Snoopy. Um, so Charlie Brown is at the pitcher's mound. Snoopy's watching him in a pop fly. And Charlie Brown, the ball land, goes right beside his arm. He doesn't make the catch and it drops plop. In, yes. 
and, and Snoopy says, what happened, Charlie Brown? And Charlie Brown says, the past got in my eyes because he's missed so many other pop flies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So which, which lends to the whole movement of mindfulness and being in the now. Past got in my eyes. The past got in my eyes. You know, in that poignant sense of Charlie and Snoopy. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, that's ouch, yeah. right? Yeah. How many of us can say that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. Boy, anytime I'm, anytime we, anytime we get a chance to slip in a Charlie Brown analogy, oh. Oh. I'm I'm all for oh. it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Not many times theologians are going to take me into Charlie Brown quotes. Oh, and Schultz was a great. Yeah, Schultz was geez, a very man. faithful person. Very I, faithful, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. I, I wonder how much of that I missed as a kid. Oh, yeah, but we absorbed. We absolutely absorbed yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. When was the last time you were violent? Oh crap! Anytime I have to clean my house, <laughs> I get. I think people. I think, uh, I mean, I got Swisher lately. Somebody gifted me with Swish, with, with Swiffer. Violence in the Swiffer. house with the Swift, oh, Swifter, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, it's, and it made cleaning so easy because my anger level went down. Why in the hell do I, I, they, the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just go nuts. And I'm watching myself go nuts. And my dog's out the house by this time. They feel it. They sense oh, it. Oh, and. You know, as they're out, I hate the dog for making me feel guilty. I mean, even that is into the <laughs> anger, anger grinder. Another log on the fire. God. So, um, and Swiffer, like, I, oh, I got into gratitude. I mean, that's probably the only antidote that I know. It's like, oh, Swiffer, thank God for my cleaning addicted sister, who's also very angry. Uh, <laughs> And I, you know, she gave me these things. She's a three o'clock on cleaning the walls type. Okay. I love, oh. Yeah. And I, I'm saying biology. Um, so, but last year, last week or so, the Swiffer pissed me off. Why to did break it? it? No. I think, <laughs> like it smashed oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, no. So no, the, I mean like you'd smash it like you're like, No, I did. But, and it's aluminum. It's, yeah, you, yeah. They're you know kind of cheap, products? right? Yeah, they're oh, kind yeah, of cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, my, the, the mat on the, I kept on like running over it and it didn't want to uh, stick to the bottom of the okay, slipper. Yeah. So I'm just pissed. And every time I get pissed, it's a God issue too. It becomes like, I hear the giant Moses commandment or something, thou shalt not be angry or, you know, yeah. the seven capital sins, one of those click in. Oh. And it's like, now I'm a guilty, angry person. And I, and the only <laughs> way I can build, break through the wall of guilt is to get angrier, break it down with anger. Uh, uh, and so, bam, Swiffer is broken all the hell. <laughs> Swiffer's gone. Swiffer's gone. Dog's out the, I have to reconcile. I know I have a reconciliation. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna come in looking at you like right askance. Yeah, that's true. So it's that's frequently happens once a week when I do the cleaning. Well, a shout out, a shout out to my brother Mike, who made me include this question. Okay, uh, that oh. was his own his only question he wanted in there. Apparently, it comes from uh, Pink Floyd, uh, "Dark Side of the Moon." It's oh. in the point. And anyway, shout out to my brother Mike. First time I've heard. First time the question's been pulled, Mike. 
Ah, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. When was the last time you were violent? Yeah. 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 Well, I like that. I, I broke my Swifter. Oh. <laughs> and oh. it deserved it. Oh. And so, I, you know, I'm lucky they're not that expensive to replace. Then you're all right. <laughs> Swifter's free. The pads are $100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the new one, too, came with some pads. So yeah, of nice. course. Yeah. That's yeah. always addiction. And, including the doggy pads. Oh, especially for dog hair. Well, see, so, maybe you got angry for there was, the, there was yeah. the universe helped you out. Yeah, yeah. There you go, karma. Yeah, thing, it's a good karma something. thing. Yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Let's pull another one. All right. Yeah. I, I hesitate. I, very, I play sports very, very hard too, and I'm I'm sure that's some kind of, and it's mostly the really aggressive I'm, basketball, racquetball stuff. Yeah, I'm a. I mean, life is a contact sport. I'm. I'm. You know, I think life is uh -huh. violent in its own way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better yeah. put your helmet on and yeah. have your pads on. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And I'm just a Nick's hair away of calling my, making fun of my best friend's mother or something, you know, not. On the court. It, it, yeah. Uh -huh, the yeah. intensity builds up that much. <laughs> you sound a bit like me when it starts happening, you know, it gets yes. a little, it gets, when I, when that competitive part comes out in me, it gets really ugly. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not myself, actually. It, there you go. I'm not myself. There you go. Or maybe yeah. I am myself. This is. This is the thing. I, I know when I go on these retreats, the, these times away and everything, I'm never, I'm never better. I'm always, when I come back from them, I'm an animal just because of the rest I got, because of the internal reflexivity and the alertness, the awakeness that I- More animalistic, yeah. I, more base. It is. However, there, it's as I get older- it's like, I don't want to give up the piece of the retreat and me crawling down your throat will get rid of that piece. Yeah. You know, so now I'm in a real big struggle around that. Yeah. One of my favorite books uh, was Emerson on um, oh, when he was away in the pond, in the, in the forest by himself. Okay. Oh, I'm going to try to remember uh -huh. the name of the book. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Okay. You've got to, you've picked a good one on this one. Oh. What is God? <laughs> okay, so oh boy, well, I can't. I can't think of a, a better person except. God. I mean, the only other person would be God. To, God. And so, I mean, God. You're, you've been a certified. You've been oh, a certified. Well, first of all, it that's a, such a harsh. That question hit me like harshly because it says what it thingifies God. It's in contrast to a who, which is a softer language. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What is a, the particular word is great. What is you? Because it's, yeah. yeah. Who is God is too soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it, you know, the relational piece of me yes. uh, came at me. No, that's, you're not, you can't cheat, can't use the who. Yeah, yes. So uh, so you want God, this God you, objectified. You, you can do it in any way. You okay. Can, honestly. Okay. Whatever comes to, whatever feels the flow. I know because, um, and I, mm -hmm. I, I just believe Buddhism can really, really, really inform Christianity uh, on this level. Um, because every, you know, we're caught up in, and Christianity ha, has some of the vocabulary like um, dualism. We'll just say a, a dualistic lifestyle, compartmentalized, you might want to call it, where God is somewhere else and we're here. You know, the, the what is God, the objective God is non probably non-existent. We really don't talk about it as in every, like Buddhist does. We really don't. Yeah. 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 So uh, who, who and what is God? God is our, at the base of our truest identity. God is us when we're truly ourselves. 
I, I, I would say that's God is true. Uh, and when we're truly ourselves, nature can be. So I, I want to get this outside the human yeah. realm too, and okay. into the native uh, per, uh, perceptions. Love it. Yeah, um, that w when we're truly ourselves, and I do believe in this whole evolutionary thing where, you know, our contribution as the newest kid on the block in terms of the evolutionary growth of the universe um, is to add consciousness. You know, we're the pride of our children and our children are the chimpanzees and the fish and our, we're the, of the ancients, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe theirs are the fathers too. But no, we're the kids of all of them. And so we're just adding consciousness. Like I said, what were the age of these uh, c computer people? Yeah, yeah. Um, jo the jobs of life and these yes. these young people. Uh, so in other words, this whole process is God. And um, it's, it's, we're the babies of the, of the family. And separation from God, that dualistic thing, our father, as if, you know, the way we were brought up, which made sense developmentally to a seven or eight or nine year older, that we would put God in heaven and the devil in hell. And, um, yes. Uh, however, uh, if we don't outgrow that, um, then, um, then we'll, we'll, we'll live in a compartmentalized world, it would seem, where we're superior and we can kill Mother Nature, rape Mother Nature, the environment. Yeah. We can do all these things because of uh, we're the top, we're the head honcho. Yeah. In versus a kind yeah, of and family. And we talk to God and they don't. Yeah. We talked and God's on our side. So make yeah. me rich. And of course, we're going to have to wipe out the Amazon down there, you know, the lungs of the world to, to, to answer that prayer from some kind of superiority place yeah, absolutely we are the yeah god we're god's children yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and ignoring yeah. the fact that we're living yeah. together with all the parts of god yeah and we're we've got dominion over this stuff that you know the, somehow the biblical we have dominion over yeah so if they dress i'm thinking of the of the united states here uh so if they dress like birds and animals they don't have cloth and steel like they must be animals, like the Native American. Yeah, yeah. Was, they, they, yeah. They're, oh, they're too close to the animal world. So let's just put a season on them and wipe them out because that's what we do with the animals. Put some barbecue sauce and <laughs> yeah, yeah, put them in the refrigerator on the, let's on the kill reservations. Let's the Indian and save the man, I think was the slogan. But Jesus. <laughs> so. Uh, we really are. We are absolutely the most. Barbaric. Barbaric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we look at the lions like they're like they're wild animals. Yeah, and yeah. savage stuff they yeah. do to the deer, you know, to yeah. the zebras. Yeah, and as and we, we expand, it's their problem if they get in the way. Yeah, of course. Gosh. So just, I mean, I just, I, you know, again, Christianity and and religion, the Old Testament, New Testament has everything, uh, you know, stories and and anthropology and like put on like God is. An entity, so and that's important to me because I I I, I do imagine God weeping oftentimes every day. He weeps when I weep. Um, when I'm in my that yes, when I'm in my true self, the image and likeness. When I'm living out of that space, and prayer only accesses 
prayer acts is a is the everyday meat and potatoes of accessing that place. I think a lot of people think it's the end all. Not, you know what I mean? Not a meat and potatoes, but it's the whole whole thing. A prayer? Yeah. Hmm. But mm-hmm. not as a window. You're describing it more of as a window to. Yeah, but I would agree with either one that uh, to be a praying individual is to is to be an, a, a a person in touch with the, the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do t- tend to use. I, there's a kind of the informal prayers of life and the formal prayers of life, and I was trained in the. Uh, oftentimes that prayer for me is there needs to be a huge element of formality to it. In other words, set times, set places, set intent versus, oh, I'm praying when I say the dishes. And, and, and that's true too. And I think that's a way to sanctity. It, it's just. I, so yeah, the sanctity, I was just thinking of somebody describing their praying, praying uh-huh. and they were saying, you know, well, I got five kids at home. Right. Uh, there's no prayer at home. <laughs> like yeah. when I'm in the car and if yeah. one of the, you know, and I got one kid yeah. in the back and they're quiet, I'm praying. Yeah. And I would a, like to have that breakthrough that there is ordinary prayer just by breathing. Yeah. I, so, you know, like her thing is, you know, when I need the prayer, you know, I, I, there's no time or space for it in, in home or, or in certain times mm-hmm. of the day. And, you know, mm-hmm. and finds herself oh, yeah. doing that prayer in the car with the kid and, you know, just her and her alone with yeah. her thoughts. Yeah, and like and in the her, trenches. Yeah, in that, yeah, exactly. In the, it's like the one moment where you're taking a coffee break in the trench, right? And the yeah. bombs have stopped exploding, and yeah. you're there, and you're like, "I'm praying now." Right, right. Otherwise, I have to get up at three a.m. and you know, which is the, something I have had the affordability to do without kids. Yes, yeah, and living the single life yeah, basically. The, yeah. So it's a. Yeah, the two to, how, how to prayer when you're a mom of you know four kids or five kids, right? right. <laughs> when you can, you know, right. where you can, yeah. And you might not see your own sanctity, but I see it in you, yeah. And I want to affirm that, yes, uh, type of thing. Let's keep going, okay? That's great. What a fun conversation! Mm, thank you. Oops, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you already gave up reading them. Oh. Do you ever feel you don't like someone's energy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just say there's 24 hours in the day. And throughout those hours, I am not, I'm in my wounded self. It depends on, and I like to, I like that metaphor, that way of breaking up reality. It depends on what self I'm in. Okay. I mean, if I'm in my wounded self, if I'm in my anxious self, uh, or more irritations get to me. Um, uh, and the question's great. Uh, let me see. Yeah, but like, you know, some Oops. of these people's energies, right? So you can feel, sense different kinds of people's energies, especially I think as a priest, you knew, mm-hmm. you know, you encountered so many people different, you know, even when you, I say maybe confession would be an interesting place when you feel the type of person on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, it just seems like when I'm in my true self, I'm, there's a piece of me that like playing the role of Christ, the alter Christus, you know, was the other thing. Um, I'm just, I see goodness so much. It's not so personal. It's not so about me. It's about their goodness. Uh, uh, look not on our sins, but on the faith 
there's a piece of mass that has that. Yeah. But look on but our look, faith. Look I look at the faith that brought him to confession versus the sins that, that brought him to. It's the faith that brought him there. Not on their sins, but on the faith. Faith of, of your people. people. The yeah, faith yeah, of yeah, yeah. They changed. Also, they've changed that over the couple of years. Okay. Yeah, I, I do like that piece. Where, where, and that's the type of person I would like to become. Look, look, not on our sin, but on the faith that brought you here in the first place, or is sometimes the faith that's keeping you out, or the confidence, the lack of. I mean, the faith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look that up. Keep going. I'm oh, go just ahead. Curi- yeah, because I'm curious. Oh, oh yeah. that piece. Uh, yeah, you can pick another question. Uh, um, so, yeah, when I, when I don't, here's when I'm in, in my planning self, that's when I don't like their energy probably because they're, they're, they're a, I'll just judge them as a slothful person if they're in the way. And if, I, if I'm not getting along with my schedule and they're standing in the way in some way, oh, I don't <laughs> like your energy. You're, you have the energy of a slothful person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It's when it's not them, it's me. But I, I love the idea that you're looking at somebody um, in the beautiful way. You're looking for the the good part, and you're not looking at the negative part. Yeah, and, and I'm, that's I'm very careful of this. Have you ever heard, you've heard of Billy Budd? Uh, Billy Budd was a book by Herman Melville. Uh, okay. A long time ago, yeah, and it, I call it the Billy Bud syndrome. I can, I need to watch out. I get can get so romanticized about a person's attractiveness, I forget about the right cross that's coming towards me. <laughs> this is a real thing. <laughs> is a hopeful mind and heart shareable? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Saint Francis said, um, uh, "Preach the gospel in all things, and if you must say something." Right. So it's it's so it's shareable in the sense of your, again, attraction, by uh, promotion by attraction. It's shareable, first of all, on a not, way nonverbal level. Yes. Uh, on an unconscious exa- exemplar level versus, uh, you know, um, is hopeful mind shareable. Yeah, it's shareable verbally. And that's almost like the least helpful at times. Um, yeah. Let's just show it in our lifestyle. Let's share it that way by, you know, by our bodies being broken. Yeah. You can show your mind the right way by letting your heart do the right thing. Or yeah. Either mm-hmm. or the mind mm-hmm. dragging the heart somewhere. Yeah. Or the mind dragging the heart somewhere. Yeah. 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 It's true. Let's keep going. Yeah. These are some great ones. Fascinating conversation. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> can you feel or sense a hopefulness within another person? They wouldn't be talking to me oftentimes if they weren't, but, but my whole life isn't in that office. So can you feel or sense a hopefulness within? An, no, not sometimes. It's really, really, really buried. Um, and so that's, it says sense. So I'm looking for it, yeah. Because I have a sense it's there. I just don't know what at what level it's buried. Or I that's the that's the process of discovery. Maybe it's not, uh, um, and that's the, where the suicide question comes in. Yeah. Or are you thinking? If I were you, I'd be thinking of killing myself. Yes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many people that think along the lines you are are thinking of suicide. Are you one of those people? 
that type of thing. I mean, to normalize that type of thinking. Beautiful. Many people. Let's keep going. Okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. The, yeah. Um, when you lay down to sleep, do, do your memories make you smile or do they trouble your sleep? Hmm. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, when I lay down to sleep, um, it depends. Like, the, make you smile or do they trouble your sleep? So going through the, the divorce, for example, uh, um, I just thought I was being attacked by heaven and hell in the sense that the, the depth of failure and hurt. And so... Um, so I, so at night I'd have in the background, the rosary, uh, on YouTube or something like this. And I had, I'd have a, oftentimes sung versions of it, of the various mysteries of the rosary. So that's what pulled me through, uh, those troubled nights. Um, lots of kneeling, lots of getting low to the ground, lots of repentance and, uh, bringing myself just pleading. I think a lot of pleading and begging with God in a sense too. Yeah. Um, so, so I could sleep through the divorce, even the divorce with the, the rosary as the mantra going off in the background. When I don't claim to have that consistent and a constant ex uh, relationship with Mary, it, it, it's, it's a come and go. And it's, it's always there though at my depths. Um, it's like I take my mother for granted until I'm in trouble. Until yeah, yeah, until you. Well, that's. I mean, we always leave the apron, right? Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. The clutches mm -hmm. of the apron. Yeah, and then we run a little bit. We fall down. Yeah, and, and mom, then, don't get too close to me because I can get up on my own. Yeah. If, if you have a smother mother, right? It's until you until you really have to run back. And then yeah, yeah, and it <clears> seems like when that's really when Mary clicks in for me. Um, so. Uh, um, do you, but at the end of the every day in the normal sense, that was a crisis sense. Um, yes, right. In, in the normal sense, I do follow again, a, a place I learned, a thing I learned from the Jesuits at the end of every day, uh, what is my biggest consolation or the bit, my biggest gratitude and what is my biggest desolation or that, which I'm not grateful for. And sometimes the order is even important to me. Like if it's if it's really a yeah. hurtful day, <laughs> I, I want the good to absorb the bad. So I I start off with my the biggest ba consolation. The, ba the bad, right? Yeah. And then no, you, the ba oh, biggest consolation, so that I'm strengthened with the consolation oh, by okay. the time that I evaluate the the desolation. I was going to think that you start with the desolation and then you smother then it. Smother you smother it. it with. I think it could. Yeah, I, I frame it in my mind this in this linear way. Yeah, well, you, you, everybody's going to have their own way of doing it, right? Right. You know, which right, is, right. you know, I want to get well. I want to clean everything out and feel great, and then right. well, you make the beautiful thing big, mm -hmm. and then the yeah. thing you regret yeah. small. Yeah. Then you move beyond, or and then I think it. A, then you're then you're safer. Yes, I think it's then it's much safer to but, do it that yeah. way. Yeah. And something that's really, again, since since the overall theme is a, a quest for the father, um, I, I notice in my room the decor comes from all the father figures in my life. It's very male feeling. Yeah. Um, it's from the coaches. 
it's from uh, the priests, it's from the basketball, the sports people that I've run into. It's it's very male in that sense, and I'm very aware of the the balance of the male and female, and I'm more aware that we're XY chromosomes. So even on a biological, even when I encounter the father, the mother is there. Um, so uh, so even so, I sweep up the and then so recently. And I thought it was going to be too heady and it was going to keep me up at night. But recently, if I wake up at the three o'clock old man's bladder thing yeah, uh, and worry about going to sleep again. Yeah, you panic like, am I going to be able to go back to right. sleep because it's almost five or so? Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. All right. So I can't. I thought it was too heady. I thought there were too many words. But I started praying the Our Father into sleep. And it's really, I think it's that just the culmination of that father energy that just escorts me into i just discovered that and i thought the words were going to keep me up you know what i mean our father who are now but i but i don't quibble about screwing it all up as i drift into slumberland i probably go our father i love you mom <laughs> boom gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait a minute a priest came, you, you tell me you forget the, the prayer somewhere in there it gets mumbled yeah yeah, yeah. oh i don't i don't feel so bad now <laughs> I don't feel so bad. Uh, right, well, let's keep going. Okay. Let's find another one. We're, we're pretty we're pretty close to finding a good question that'll wrap us up. Okay. So let's let's see. Okay. Can we find something beautiful? Well, let's get this last bottom of the barrel. Oh, yeah, that the last guy's gonna. That guy's no. gonna love it. He's happy. He's back there going. I had no chance, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. But Patrick yeah. knocked yeah. everybody else yeah. aside. When was the last time you volunteered? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. maybe, I, maybe you didn't want to pick uh, this. You want to pick a new one? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Uh, mine are little mini volunteers. Let's see. I, I don't want to sell myself short here. Yeah, too. I don't. Gosh. Take your time to re recall. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, gosh. See, it's within the, my good works are always within the context of me being at work because that's where my community yeah, happens. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, is that volunteering or is that See, no, I'm being paid you? for that time. Yeah. Like the other day I helped somebody put up their plants since my, a client didn't show up. And so somebody asked me to deal with all their plants. Okay. You know, something, uh, uh, I volunteered at our local parish, except for I'm a persona non grata oftentimes as a former priest. I'm kind of a, Catholic in exile. Those Does dreams. it feel weird? I mean, do the priests, they know you were a priest. Right, right. And I've been written to by a canon lawyer saying your obligation to when you got laicized or when you left the priesthood was to be 150 miles away from your last assignment. What? So, so canonically, you're living in error. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so I did uh, sign up to be a Bible teacher at my, I was very, I, in South Dakota, since I was 150 miles away, they didn't know me as a priest. They weren't threatened and all that kind of thing. I was on all kinds of boards and committees and, and teaching at a Catholic school. Um, but here, uh, I'm a Catholic in exile kind of thing. That's Whoa, how I say it. That's so cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. Yeah, and that's that's what a, my dreams kind of bring that out. A, that's a hell of a, a badge of honor in a way. Yeah, like, and it's, like, it's not exiled on the outside. I'm exiled from the within. Ins, yeah, yeah, from within. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So um, I did volunteer to be a, a the Bible teacher at my uh, instructor, okay. which sounds so geographic. But up in South Dakota, they'd swallow me up 150 miles from here. Here, they don't even call me back. <laughs> kind of thing. 
And, and, wow, blacklisting. And, and I was told by a senior priest in the area that I said, "Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you know, we can't let you in." Yeah, but I, this is a the guy didn't agree with it, but he says there's a young whippersnapper, canon lawyer who had just got back from Rome, that's promoting the, the fact that you shouldn't be in this area on a Catholic level. Yeah, it's a lawyer. Isn't it? Yeah, even, it's a lawyer. Yeah, even a Catholic lawyer. Yeah. Just something that you could be anything. And then once you become a lawyer, sometimes. Really, yeah. Yeah, that becomes your little mini God, yeah, the law. Yeah, that becomes With your God. the exact same thing we were freed from. Uh, anyway, um, so it was, I did volunteer for that Bible study class. <laughs> but rejected. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't called. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. Let's well, keep going. Here's, a, here's yeah. uh, to make. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was reading this book, Here Comes Everybody, because uh, Catholicism is made up of so many different types of personality. Chicago is a, a Chicago thing, story, where it was just a little snippet of a story where uh, the day, one, one day a mafia or an organized criminal crime guy died as a ca- good Catholic. Well, it's, of course, Catholic. he's a good Catholic. And that same day, a laicized priest died. The laicized priest couldn't be buried in the Catholic cemetery. <laughs> So it just it sets up that uh, we have rules. I know it's, it's that, and, it, and it's that's why the book is called "Here Comes Everybody" because uh, everybody's a part of of this, and some are just excluded. And it's great. Let's find one more. That okay. was it. All right. I I thought that might have been a funny question, but it worked out pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. Last time you volunteered, yeah. It's such intim- that's the toughest one for some people too, because it's a little bit intimidating because it's like, oh, I didn't I haven't. Right. Even I think of my own self. I'm like, oh jeez, right. I gotta like if I had to right. answer that, I'd have to lie. I, sometimes I <laughs> rationalize it. I have so much more education than most therapists I work with. Oh yeah. And it's like you're paying me pittance. So I've the the, the should have be paid so much for basically. So on you edu- are volunteering every, so it's like, every this day. This is my volunteer just by working for you. <laughs> I, I do that thing i'm worth much more than what i'm getting here and that would also help you keep your sense of humor when you're doing the work for the small money yeah 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 and yeah there's all you know there's stories connected to all this um if you could change one thing about your past so you could live happier today what would it be here's the thing um beautiful finished questions um i would have liked to have cultivated somehow. I don't know how I would have done that. It's kind of like I hear in that question, the, the road not taken. It, it, um, so what road, you know, two roads diverged like in, yeah. in a yellow, you know, in a forest. The, the I, I took the less traveled road in my own sense, but the road I would have taken, I would have liked to have drowned in the mainstream. <laughs> anyway, the, the family man, the man that got married and t- took on a simple work and returned and did his garden with his three kids at yeah. night. That whole standard American story. I would have liked to have fit within to that. To have tried to yeah. try it. Try it. I would have liked to have had the consciousness of that. Didn't even have, I, I don't think I was capable of even having that, that type of consciousness. But it was because of the family trauma. Here's the deal. Uh, uh, it, on the reservation... Okay, my two of my grandpas on the reservation got thrown in white white man's prison for polygamy, right? So, so <laughs> it's like okay, so I approach these old Lakota women, very traditional. It's three of them, almost like with the, you know, the Buddha bellies and everything, and uh, just old and kindly. And uh, I say, but my grandpa, you know, this is at a Catholic event too, 
And so it's like, I don't know, it's just kind of shameful. Marriage just kind of has a shame heritage in our family. And they just, there's just their bellies, just so visceral. Ha, 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 a good chief. Because <laughs> of the, it's just accepted within the culture that that's the Catholic way of monogamy for some is just, yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, not, it's well, cultural. He's, he's the chief. Yeah. It's a, a play to have that many wives is a place of importance versus yeah, yeah. to be shamed in the church. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm glad for the balancing wings of my life. Um, however, that's one story, one path not taken that I regret. And I, and I have some resentment towards God on that. It's not healed. In other words, yeah, that, yeah, that would still, be the, right. You the, 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 reconcile the, that the healed piece. Yeah. 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 Why wasn't I given a chance? The injustice is there's almost like an injustice. To be a traditional, grow yeah, up in a traditional yeah, place. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, your life was kind of, in a, in a way, a, let's say chosen for you, but you really did have, I mean, a, a strange path laid out in front of you, right? I mean, almost, you know, growing up in that kind of a, where you're in the, you're in the system already. Um, in the system, the Catholic system. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they give you all the answers before you have the questions. Yeah, I mean, you 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 didn't really have a chance to be that other life. It was never going to be. It, that was never maybe going to happen. Well, I never you. gave myself a chance either because that's what God would say. I, because I was afraid, so I ran into the seminary. You know, to to not have to not become my father because I thought if ah. I just grab one wife, not that's not going to be enough because I'm your, I'm the dad, I'm, I'm the grandpa, I'm the great grandpa. So uh, to to choose one wife would have been chosen to choose five wives. I, in my the, yeah, that, yeah sure, and, you're, and so I'm, how do I get away with it by becoming the virgin? And many people would say that's a spiritual end run around your life. That is a spiritual. Absolutely. You yeah. entered, you know, and yeah. you entered in for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. So you, you two, see two nails on the mantle of the seminary and you hang your testicles up there. You go in, you become an Enoch for the kingdom. You walk out ordained, but you pick up these testicles again. And when you walk out of those doors and they're only 18 years old or something. Yeah. Like, you're 50, yeah, you're 50, but you're still and, they're 18. And you're, and you're getting all this adulation for being a young, good looking grace, you know, that type of thing. So, um, oh, that's yeah, I it's a tough, it's a tough ask, I think, for priests. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it makes sense anymore, right? Right, right. You know, that would I, be I the think question. it's certainly one that we could question, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Amazing time together, mm -hmm. uh, Patrick. Just wow. Like just wow. Mm. Oh, an hour and 20 minutes of, of wow mm -hmm. for me. Thank you. Uh, you've really, you put your own mark on all these questions oh. that we answered. Okay. Really put your yeah. own mark on there. Mm. Nothing answered remotely similar to other people. Oh, wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Just a great view, a great mm -hmm. view on it. Anything you'd like to share with the audience? Kind of a party, you know, kind of like your opening comments about yourself and Maybe now the parting comments of the experience or any words of, you know, of if you were to wrap up all the questions in a, in a, right. in a, in a few minutes or 30 seconds. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe just anything right. to share with the audience, your own feelings. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I'm exhausted. And, um, I would say, uh, I would say that we are, there's not, there's no difference between God and who we truly are. 
I would say that that separation is separation is a falseness that just makes us feel bad about ourselves. Mm. Um, and that if we, Thomas Merton, some of these writers, that if we truly could see each other in our, in our true selves, we'd kneel down at the, you know, the feet of each other and, and pray to one another. I love that. That's basically what I would wrap up with. I, I think it's great. We, you know, we're on this journey. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, you're going to, you know, your, your part is we've got all these different people um, that are little bits of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's going to run through the jar mm-hmm. and that kind of that commonality and then the, the mosaic of, of answers that we mm-hmm. get, the different mm-hmm. views and everything mm-hmm. will, you know, mm-hmm. just paint on the wall mm-hmm. and, and tell us a story. I think, I think we are all very unique. Mm-hmm. And and I do love that that concept of you know looking at somebody if we could really see the true person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. inside the beauty yeah. of the person mm-hmm. we would literally probably mm-hmm. weep. Yeah, I think that 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 gesture Namaste, namaste. captures some of that. It it, it does. It is yeah. saying recognizing the person for uh-huh. who they are. Mm-hmm. I love it. Again, yeah. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, I'm also I'm also a bit exhausted. I mean, I think oh. it's uh, you're. You really did send my mind in some great places, oh. and I'm gonna. This is to be one of the podcasts uh-huh. I will be listening oh. to, mm-hmm. you know, you. sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna write a page of notes. Oh, okay. Uh, during it, yeah. a lot to learn, a Good. lot to take away from uh-huh. from your experience. Thank you again. Thanks so much for being part of the jar. Mm, you bet. Good to be here. Thanks everybody for listening again, uh, being part of the journey. Uh, we're we're on our way, city number eight, and you know just to interview in the low thirties, and and so many more people to discover, and it's been such a, a great experience so far. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for your love. Uh, please do share uh, the jar with anybody you can. We need as you know we'd like to get as many ears uh, on this project as we can, and we need all the support and love that we can get. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Jar. If you would like to be one of our guests, please email thejarguest at gmail.com or follow the journey on your favorite social media platform. See you all on the road.